It's time for Get Into Highland with your host, Chris Ebel. Get Into Highland is brought to you by Digital Arts. Digital Arts Sign and Graphics House in Highland provides the finest service for designs and layouts, innovative sign solutions, vehicle graphics, promotionals and banners, as well as glass decor and lettering. Their mission is to help Main Street USA compete with corporate marketing by providing skilled design advice, exemplary service, and the highest quality products customized to local businesses while rivaling big companies. Their vision is create a passion to solve the paradox of cutting-edge visibility that stands the test of time. Digital Arts is open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Contact them at 618-651-1500 or online at digitalarts.us. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-A-R-T-Z dot U-S. Digital Arts, changing the face of signs. It's an exciting day here on the Get Highland Show where we have some great conversations with business owners and other members of our great community. And today I'm blessed to have Highland Lodge five, number 583's past master, David Hickey with me to discuss some of his latest adventures of 2023 and what to look forward to in 2024. Thanks, Chris, appreciate being here. Welcome for joining me. You bet. So um, do you have any great news to share with the show today? Great news. Well, uh, Christmas is upon us, so I think everybody's getting ready to be excited about that. And with respect to the lodge, we just had a breakfast with Santa and uh, had the largest crowd we've ever had. That's pretty exciting. It is. It is. Uh, There was over 1,280 people at the event, and uh, I think uh, there were at least 600 photos of kids, uh, probably 300 families, plus or minus, by Sean Begley, Begley Studio. Santa must have been tired. Yes, he was. Yeah. It was yeah. A, that's a long day. He's a busy guy. I bet Sean's, well, actually, Amanda's fingers were pretty tired after clicking all those photographs. Uh, all of them were. All of them were, yeah. You know, that's one thing. I, I experiencing them, they are great with the kids. They're great with the families that come through there. I don't think we could have a better photographer that worked with us. Uh, Sean has a number of different Christmas events, and uh, actually, he really enjoys the one he does at the lodge at the KC Hall. Uh, we've done it there for probably about seven years now. We outgrew the building uh, in downtown area or by the post office. And uh, it just, uh, that that facility, our, our main building was never designed as that function. But Casey Hall's a great venue. Yeah. Is, um, how many how many years was Breakfast in Santa in place? Um, this was our 29th year, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go check. Allegedly 29 years. We Sounds got it. good to me. The uh, well, at first the the event was very small, as I recall hearing. Right? It was, yeah. Uh, originally, in uh, actually, I could do the math on it. Was started in '99, so we'll call it 24 years instead to correct myself. But uh, the uh, event was started as a, uh, a small fundraiser to just help kids get pictures with Santa. It really wasn't designed to do any more than cover the cost of the event, but for the lodge, it's turned into today a, a much larger event. Yeah. Uh, I think first couple of years it was, you know, two hundred people, three hundred people tops. Yeah, and the one as as long as the adults come and and purchase their tickets, I think the kids, you know, are it's either low cost or free. Yeah, I think the children under five are free, and then uh, five to ten age or somewhere in that bracket is a little bit different pricing than the full price. Yeah. Yep. 
I'm glad it was a, a, an amazing event. It was. It was. So, we had a whole bunch of people show up. The uh, Old Swiss Train Club was there as well. Uh, they model, do the model trains. They uh, also are out at uh, McGinley and have a uh, event. That's good. Oh, have an event out at uh, that place and runs through Christmas and I think even after. Um, and that's, um, you know, a pretty good deal for them and a lot, good chance for all the kids to uh, get a chance to see the trains. Yeah. 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 Model trains are, uh, it's not like one of my skill sets, but I, I do love going and looking at model train sets. Oh. Uh, the boards they have set up and the time they spend into it and uh, they get people that just make donations to them all the time and um, you know they they auction stuff off and sell raffle tickets of little trains and things so it's a great uh, it's a great opportunity for anybody who's got the itch to get into it to, yeah. to look at it but as far as the uh, trains themselves the layouts are just really nice yeah yeah, yeah we me and the kids were at the breakfast one year and max really liked the train set so after we got done at the breakfast with Santa, we went to Glen Carbon. There's one up on the hill in Glen Carbon that's a stationary model train. Uh, it's the Glen Car. I think it's the Glen Carbon Train Club or something like Could that. Could be, sure. And it's in like an old firehouse up there. It's it's yep. in a it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you walk up on these little ramps and you're like looking over the right. train set. Right, right. So yep, it was pretty fun. So um, in the uh, in the events of the Highland Lodge. Um, sure. We were talking earlier before we got on the show about some <coughs> other Masonic groups that kind of spawn off from what is Masonry. What are some other groups that you're aware of? Yeah, actually, and I'm going to take a small step back on that just for some clarity, but uh, Masonry in and of itself evolved over uh, since about 1717 for 300 years. And uh, it pretty much kind of grew up with the United States and the revolution and all of that. Uh, the Highland Lodge was formed in 1868 and just celebrated its 150th in uh, 2018. Um, the other groups you're talking about, the, the Masonic body in Highland, the Masonic temple that we have is just off uh, 9th Street at 721 9th Street on the corner of 9th and Main, uh, about a block and a half from the post office. Uh, beautiful, big old building that we're in. Uh, was once owned by uh, John Wildey. Uh, yeah. He was the uh, treasurer for the Helvetia Milk Company, and uh, they were the precursor to the Pet Milk Company. Uh, John, along with Louis Latzer, and a lot of people in the area have heard the Latzer name, uh, he was the president of the Helvetia Milk Company. Um, Latzer Library, and actually first congregational church was Jeannie Latzer Kaiser. Kaiser. Uh, I'm going to get the last name wrong there. I'm not sure if quite the, the Deutsch pronunciation of that. but. She, uh, she did a number of donations in the area. So those buildings along with the lodge are all kind of connected through that company. And uh, basically then it was eventually transformed into pet milk in the Latzer Homestead, which is the old time, uh, the uh, historical society monitored, um, as an event every fall in September, just out uh, Old Trenton Road. The Homestead Harvest Days. The Homestead Harvest Days, yeah. yeah. And uh, they uh, they have that event. So there's a connection with all of this with the history of Highland. But with respect to the lodge, when it was formed, the Blue Lodge is what people call the first three degrees in masonry. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to become a mason in order to be part of the shrine, Shriners International, which is probably the most famous part of our fraternity. 
uh, folks will recognize the guys in the fezes. Uh, mm -hmm. They'll be in parades. Uh, they raise money, obviously, primarily for Shriners Children's Hospital. Um, they raise, I believe there's 22 mm -hmm. hospitals that are nationwide, uh, Canada and Mexico, uh, the country of Mexico. And uh, also uh, their main home of operation is out of Tampa, Florida, uh, which is their base. But each state has shrine clubs. In Southern Illinois, we've got what's called the Anod Shriners Temple based out of East St. Louis. Um, and um, they primarily work with donating money to the St. Louis Hospital. Uh, the St. Louis Hospital handles orthopedics and that's their main fundraising task. Uh, but when you're a Shriner, you can do many other things. Uh, one of our local groups here in Highland is the McClybo Circus Unit. Uh, they'll do parades. People will see them at the uh, Schweitzer Fest or they'll see them at the Marine Homecoming or uh, they even usually show up at the uh, Santa Parade and also the, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the other one um, they do in the local area, but um, that's that's kind of where they're at. So one of um, their, their slogans is, we parade today so a child can walk tomorrow. That is exactly right. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, then there are other shrine clubs out of Marine. It's the uh, little big rigs. They just drive little truck tractors around. Um, and then uh, also the Bond County Shrine Club. They predominantly work um, county fairs and different food fundraising events. And all of that charitable activity <coughs> goes toward, uh, again, raising money for the hospital. Yeah. And the St. Louis, they, they did just, re they just rebuilt the hospital, I think within the last, was it five, five to seven years? Five to seven years. It used to be on South Limburg, uh, just off uh, south of 64 in Limburg. And they moved it over on uh, 64 uh, down by the closer to the planetarium if you're just past that mm -hmm. but it's close to washington university uh, a lot of the physicians that are at shriners hospital are uh it's a teaching hospital and they're associated with washington university mm -hmm. and you the hospital system uh plus with uh, barnes jewish christian bjc uh, there's a number of other referrals that can be made so uh, it's pretty connected in that regard um, the other two uh, Masonic entities being the Scottish Rite of Southern Illinois and also the York Rite are both divisions of the, um, the, the Masonic system. And uh, one has its roots in Judeo-Christian values or Christian values, York Rite, and the Scottish Rite has its origins in the Jewish values. Today, those religious connotations aren't so much in the entities. They still exist as far as ritual work, but um, the Scottish Rite uh, charitable entity is a deaf education center, and they work with that, uh, again, fundraising-wise. And uh, the um, York Rite does uh, some, this. I got it backwards. The York Rite's dyslexia and the Scottish Rite is. Uh. I can't answer that question for you. I know, I, I know it is. I just, I started, yeah. Started thinking I about take it, it you've stopped. No, it's good. Oh. I was just thinking about some other things, like okay. if using my phone for this recording, if a phone call comes through or something of that nature, it may be impairing of the, of the recording. So what you're so, telling me is you're gonna edit I'm, this. I'm, I'm just being proactive. That's Very all. good, thank uh, you. So I'm gonna so, revisit that one. Uh, the Scottish Rite uh, has a, uh, um, dyslexia center 
that they run. And the York Wright uh, has a deaf education center that they manage. And both of those entities are um, additional things that Masons can do along with the shrine. And there's a lot of guys that participate in it. Uh, we've got some ladies group, the White Shrine and Order of Eastern Star. Uh, they're really not active or as active as they used to be in Highland. There is a White Shrine still and they do so, they were at our breakfast with Santa and they did have some fundraising activities there. Nice. And, and it seems that all the entities, you know, they, they are on the same basis, the cornerstone of masonry. So it, everything kind of interlocks and we all work together at different, different events. Um, for someone who is unfamiliar with masonry, how would you describe it to them? Um, well, it's, you know, it's an interesting thing. Um, I mean, at, at, at its heart, we're a charitable institution we're, and we are a fraternity. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that if you ask uh, a number of people, you'll get different definitions. But uh, for me, faith, hope, and charity is kind of at the cornerstone of all of this. Mm -hmm. um, there is a discipline to what we do. Um, and I think that's attractive to a lot of men. Um, our system of governance and leadership training is not something where you just join today and then the next year you're in charge and then you're retired. It's a seven to 10 year process to walk through the leadership line, just depending on which lodge you join. Um, there's about 450 lodges in Illinois. Uh, but, um, you know, we, we're pretty good at leadership training and trying to, uh, the phrase is typically used as making good men better. And uh, I think anything that helps us to polish ourselves is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, in the fraternity, we've got the advantage of having uh, a bunch of uh, men who are older than us, even older than you and I. And uh, <laughs> one of the nice things about that is uh, they have some good things to offer. And it gives us the opportunity to listen a little bit and take that to heart and um, understand that maybe we're not reinventing the wheel. They've had some of these ideas and uh, they offer good guidance. And, uh, you know, I, um, I I know our ritual's consistent. It's been that way for a long time, basically since the, when George Washington received his Masonic degrees. You know, it's the same King James Version language. We memorize it in, in the lodge. That's our big secret inside the building is we don't, everything that we do with the degrees is is all in that kind of language form and yeah. um, so it's it, it's a little different than what you would do otherwise but uh, or how we would normally speak today but uh, no as far as the fraternity itself thank you father say yeah <laughs> absolutely the uh one thing about having the, the the older guys in the i mean you have this great wealth of knowledge <clears throat> and like you said it's not like reinventing the wheel that they know, they're old enough to know that that wheel is so spinning, the tire just got flat. So. <laughs> they do, they do. They've, uh, you know, and it's uh, one of one of the things, and I know Chris, you were active in the lodge, it just as myself and both of us as past masters, you go through that leadership line and you eventually get to have your year in charge. Um, one of the things that uh, I remind everyone is, if, if you wanna learn what not to do, ask some of the people who used to be in charge because We've tried things that haven't worked. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of a statement of wisdom. Amen. And uh, yeah, I mean, amen is right, you know. So along those lines, uh, we've got plenty of guys who, um, you know, can help guide the way. And uh, we've got a very wide age range. You have to be 18 to at least join. We've got a number of men in their 20s 
in the 30s. And uh, in our local district, um, we bring the average age down, I think, in most lodges about 65 or closer to 55 with our 150 members. So that's a pretty good, pretty good thing. Yeah. And that's and that's because of the membership, not that we're losing older, older makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's it. Well, it is good to see young faces there. Have, uh, have you seen good things happen in our city in regards to masonry? Yeah, I think um, in the number last number of years, our uh, focus has been able to move away from a general maintenance of our building. We have a beautiful 100 year old building. And also with that, it is a 100 year old building and there's a lot of capital costs there. And one of the things we predominantly are as a fraternity is a charity. Uh, in the last three to five years, we've been increasing the amount that we donate to scholarship programs for the high school yeah. and local high schools significantly. Um, our state organization called the Grand Lodge um, has changed from, we used to have a Masonic Children's Home. Now we've got a Masonic Charities. We, we, we handle the money differently, but essentially it allows each of our local lodges to do some matching grant type things so we can really start to kick up the dollar amounts because you, know, you give somebody a hundred bucks to go to secondary school after high school. Well, money's nice, but that doesn't go anywhere. I mean, they, these need to be a thousand or 2000 or 3000 and we've been able to do that. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Um, the local food pantry, we're typically involved with uh, fundraising there. Uh, another entity that we've done from time to time has been Leaps of Love. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a local uh, support group for children going through cancer. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know you were just yeah. a participant in the, uh, the, last in the automotive yeah, race. That was How did that go for you? That was an amazing charity. Yeah. I, I was kind of brought in at the last, you know, the 11th hour to participate. And it was a great experience. And then to find out all that it involved and how much they did and the money that they raised for Leaps for Love, it was it was an amazing thing to be part of. And I'm glad that I was able to. You know, it's, uh, a, it's a big event that they run out there. And again, that's another one of those things where, um, you know, like uh, we, we do uh, ID checks at the Schweitzer Fest. Yeah. And the uh, JCs appreciate it because just like every volunteer group in Highland, there's a labor force issue. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to have people to do things. And one of the areas where we've been able to help is on the beer tents, we check the ID stands, IDs on people to make sure they're of age and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And in general, that goes pretty well. There's not really any problems with it, but that's an area that the JCs just, they would have to have more people. Well, um, you know, they, they need the help and we're, we're good to do with that, do yeah. that. And, um, you know, there was another, um, uh, Oh, go ahead. Well, there's a lot of JCs that are future. I mean, they, there's a lot of guys that cross over from JCs into masonry after they, you know, um, is there, there's a threshold of age for the JCs. There is, yeah. So <clears throat> then, you know, masonry, it, there's, you know, death is kind of the only parting. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, we've got a number of members of, you know, people move out of the country or if they're from Scott Air Force Base, you know, they'll transplant because of work, that kind of idea. But in yeah. general, our membership is fairly stable locally. And, um, you know, I think um, it's a it's a good fit um, for a lot of guys. Um, you know, the, the Rotary came in and took a tour of the building here a number of years ago. 
Um, the folks that originally established the Rotary, a number of them were Masons out of the Chicago area. So, you know, it's there's crossover through history in all of this. And um, the, the main key word when you get back into this is, um, you know, charity and providing charity and being in the background. Um, you know, there's, you know, like I said, we're, we're getting the building cost behind us. So being able to move in and uh, be supportive of uh, different uh, events. Uh, the, the UCC church just had a uh, community Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, actually I got the same invitation you did because brother Joe couldn't make the event. So mm -hmm. uh, I got to help out with that along with uh, Jim Johns and uh, also Rodney Knoxted. And uh, it was funny watching those guys uh, clean and work with the turkeys. And then they had margarine all over their hands. And it's a photo I missed. I really wanted that. And I should you have guys, gotten that one. Do you stuff butter up underneath the skin of the turkeys uh, on the breast? No, uh, we uh, we kept it simple for him. This, okay. was, this was both Rodney. Rodney doesn't cook. Uh, and Jim is a, a, a good gentleman. But we didn't we didn't need to tax him anymore. He's, no, he's, he's a pretty, he's up there in age. He is. He's chasing He's Audrey. in his late 80s. Yeah, yeah, he so, is. But he was there, and he made some coffee too, Mister Coffee of Highland. He was, you know, I miss him being around making coffee. Yeah. So, uh, the, one of my questions on here was, what does masonry do for the community? I think we covered a lot of those things in your your past comments there. I think so. The scholarships yeah. and that we do have a lot of events that happen throughout the year, like this Breakfast of Santa is kind of one of the big sure. showcase ones. We have the Sausage Supper, that's which coming is, up in February, and that that's yep. a great event. I mean, it's. It's kind of a, a family carryout deal. Um, it is. We serve we serve a lot of people that day, and then um, we typically have uh, a trivia night. It's usually undisclosed. That moves throughout the year. It does. It tends to rotate spring and fall. Uh, the sausage supper is February eleventh. This year, it'll, and it'll run from probably around ten thirty to three or four o'clock somewhere in there. But it's yeah. drive up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's amazing food. It's a oh, yeah. coveted recipes. from. Well, uh, and for those uh, folks, because my, you know, I, I still haven't been able to get my wife to like the sausage, but uh, we serve pork loin as well. And uh, she goes for that. So that, that works out well. Cool. So, um, so the show is get into Highland. Masonry is part of Highland. I feel that our, the lodge in Highland has participated in we do a lot of great things. But we, the trick-or-treat trail is one thing that we do participate in. Too. Yep. We're out Halloween. Right? It's, really, it's called Treats on the Streets now. So, But, but it's one that we've always participated in. And we, I, we're trying to make sure we maintain presence in, in those type of activities for the community. You know, um, What is just some things about Highland here I'd like to know about you, David. What's your favorite restaurant in this town? It's not the Sausage Supper, I know. Favorite restaurant in this town? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> sausage supper. Yeah, uh, the, the after after the breakfast with sausage and the uh, and the sausage supper, I'll probably go on a one or two week hiatus just with anything sausage related because uh, you get all the sausage and sauerkraut. Not even want. sausage pizza. Not even sausage, sausage pizza. And eggs? Not even sausage pizza. Uh, well, you know, uh, I would probably do. I, I first off, I enjoy eating, so that's that's a good thing for all the restaurants that's, in town. It's usually a good thing for people to like. And uh, I do uh, like to frequent a few of them. Uh, Sam's Pizza is probably pretty high on my list with respect to, uh, you know, 
good good stuff. Sam's Sam's original crust or thin crust? Uh, actually, both. I like original. You like to uh, stack them together? The, like no, I haven't, I haven't. I haven't made a sandwich. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> made a sandwich. Yeah, but the uh, uh, the St. Louis style. Uh, Anne really likes that. Anne, my wife, and uh, that's her. That's her go-to. Yeah. When she wants to stay at home, we order out. But uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I, you know, it's uh, we we've we've got a number of places around town, and they all have a little different flair of food. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, if you're wanting to do lunch, frankly, you can go to Ed and Millie's and get cheeseburgers and chili and. I'd stack their chili yeah. up next to anybody, and it's it's the same recipe they've used for a long time. So you know they're going to get high marks. But as far as uh, you know, uh, dine out. Um, you know, we've got uh, uh, I, I I like Shafley's. Um, I don't know is Tooligans reopened? It's, uh, it, they they have their hours are just their hours are different right it's now. It's always good to check because yeah. sometimes they have some strange closures. But at the same time, I. I I've been there. That's a good place. Sure. Um, and uh, along the same idea, because I do like a good draft beer over at Rail Shake. Yeah. Um, I go there, but again, their flair of food is different. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, I we really, at the moment, other than going to Michael's, and Michael's does serve good steaks, uh, we don't have, we used to have a couple steak places. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, when uh, uh, Bagley had, uh, oh, uh, Marx Brothers on the corner, but uh, I think there's actually a Brazilian steakhouse getting ready to open on the square where the old journal printing is. What makes um, it Brazilian? Um, you know, that's just what I heard. And um, okay. you'll get to find out. You'll get All to right. find out. This is this is secret news. See, this is part of the Masonic secrets being shared in advance. I mean, there's a Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I, they, were, they were putting the ovens so in so above the, the vents. So, <laughs> you know, that... Um, those, those places are all downtown, and then obviously we've got a, a, a ton of the basic fast food places that, you know, if you need a quick meal, uh, that kind of thing. Um, for the most part, even even those places, what they serve is pretty decent quality. Um, you know, I do, I do like Subway a lot. I mean, I've been there as well as uh, yeah. Jimmy John's occasionally, but, you know, it's a different, uh, different thing. But as far as, uh, you know, uh, you know, fried chicken. Uh, I, actually, I go to Trenton House. I mean, we'll, we'll pick it up there, mm-hmm. or we'll uh, uh, if we do lodge activities, Trenton House, or uh, we'll get the KCs to make it for us. The Knights of Columbus make very good fried chicken. They they, they and, really do know how to run those fryers. And um, it's because they use lard. <laughs> <laughs> and don't let that get out. Don't let that get out. And uh, actually, if you're uh, catered events like on Delaney, they do they do a good job, but. No, as far as uh, that, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. It's uh, uh, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, it is late in the yeah. afternoon here. I yeah. Mean, regardless of when this, you're listening to the show later on, I mean, it's it's kind of a, you know, afternoon time for us. Uh, what's the best improvement over the past five years you've seen in the city of Highland? Best improvement? You can't say windows at the lodge. Uh, no, no, we're not going to. Uh, it is there's there's been a lot of improvements at the lodge. The uh, the windows tuck pointing, and uh, then uh, prior to that, we've had a number of other expenses. And uh, you know, anybody wants to donate toward that uh, reconstruction building cost to get a hold of Chris, he'll he'll make sure the check gets to us. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, in Highland, you know, uh, overall, 
the parking lot over by the lodge. The parking lot, really awesome. uh, yeah, the uh, the building that was tore down there that uh, was gone. I think um, one of the things that I like in general, and this is, you know, we, we've got our traffic flow around the city going pretty much. Um, it, it will be nice to see what the elementary school does south of town by Poplar. And I'm hopeful that there's a little bit of a organization to that. But um, in general, as much as I know, we get some reputation sometimes of not being as progressive as we think we are. You start looking around other places and we're very fortunate. Uh, Highland has uh, some good business in town, some medium to what I would call uh, medium sized industrial business. And that keeps us to ha having a, a nice tax base. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you look at the school growing up, that's going to be an attractive thing for people in residency, which means all the businesses we just mentioned and others, that's a good thing all the way around. Yep. Um, we, we we do have some places which would be nice if they could uh, remain. Um, you know, some of the buildings like I'll, I'll pick on one is the old uh, brewery. Um, the capital, the money that would be required to fix that place up to make it valuable. You know, I, I think I'm pleased that around the square, there's a number of buildings that people are investing in and choosing to, and that the city of Highland is attempting to accommodate that. Uh, most people say, oh, the city's got money so they can throw those tax dollars at it. Well, the flip side is they throw those tax dollars at it, then your money for your sewers and streets, you know, there's, so they got to get it somewhere else. So if they start doing that, then they've got to start raising money somewhere. And, um, you know, I, I know there's efficiencies. I, I know there's cost cutting and that kind of thing. Uh, but in a general sense, um, we've, we've been pretty good with that balance and not having too much TIF money flying around that is now moving from one pocket to another and yet keeping the development going. So that downtown development around the square, um, even in other parts of the town where there have been businesses going up, um, that for me is is a good sign for the future yeah. because that means people are willing to shop local. And, and I don't mean just us in the retail sector, but even in the commercial side. And, and again, we're not, we're not Clayton, Missouri. Uh, we're not a large metropolitan area that we're talking a lot of money. But for us and relative to Highland, it, it is a big deal. And, um, you know, I think we've got a lot of the small town, hometown things that make us attractive. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I've seen a number of churches remodeling. So that means that they've got the capital to do it. Uh, usually they're not going out and borrowing money right and left to do that kind of stuff. And um, that means people are engaged in, in, in their uh, houses of worship and faith. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, so I don't, you know, I, I don't, I can't really point to one thing because I can see multiple things. Um, you know, the old super value building, um, you know, Klaus Furniture got in there and he's making a go of it, you know, yeah. and uh, everybody should, you know, hey, if you're looking for furniture, go buy. Now, he's going to be the first person to tell you if you want to find something and you don't see it, there are other places you can go. You know, he doesn't, <laughs> he'd love to have everybody buy it. Steve, Steve would love to have everybody buy all, all your stuff there. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that we have things we offer in Highland, and if you at least give them a shot, you know, then you could say you at least look. You know, nobody's wanting asking for a guarantee. Yeah, I, that, that I don't, I don't know of any businessman who's looking for that. 
Yeah, and business person, business woman. Yeah, sure. Well, they 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 they're invested in Highland, and I, I absolutely think that they have a great business ethic that's going on there. The um in the uh, I mean, you are kind of a hero of Highland Lodge. You've been you've been there for a while. You incorporated a lot of your time and your efforts into doing some great things there. I mean, though, we did a golf tournament this last year, first one ever, and it was a um, it was a success. We were able to raise eight thousand. I raised seven thousand. Seven thousand. Uh, well, actually, it was almost eight. Uh, each of the lodges basically split a thousand, so it was eight overall. But um, we. Um, a little seed money to cover some expenses for the yeah. Highland Lodge, Marine Lodge, and Pocahontas or Gordon Lodge. Yep. Well, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't just David, but uh, we, we had a team of people. Neil Meisenheimer was one of the big contributors of that, but um, well, so yeah. he's, he's been Neil, involved with a lot of, a lot of things. Uh, Neil from Gordon Lodge, yeah. yourself from Highland, and uh, uh, Gary Fritchie from Marine, mm -hmm. and uh, then Brandon Smith and Lewis Kreitzberg from Marine. Uh, and uh, Matt Mucklow from uh, Gordon or Pokey Lodge. Yep. And then Highland, uh, we'd have uh, Joe Zoki. We'd be remiss not to mention him at least once somewhere along the evening, at least in a positive way. That should just be the start of the show, Joe Zoki. Yeah. And then you just move yeah, on. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it really should. It really should. And um, then we've got uh, Brett Lehman, Ted Klaus, and uh, I'm trying to think who else was on the committee from our place. I'm probably missing it. We yourself and myself. So that would have been it. But uh, yeah, we had, and um, and then we had the three Shrine Club groups, the uh, uh, Little Big Rigs, the McClybo, as well as the um, uh, Bond County Shrine Club. They all participated in it. And uh, it was, it was good to bring those entire, those three lodges and three groups together. And the uh, golfers that day, we ended up with about 70 to 80 golfers and memory serves. I'd have to go back and check, but. Yeah, but uh, Joe was definitely the loudest dressed player. That, uh, that was, the, it was awesome. The yellow cap shirt, blue sh or hat, and the yellow, <laughs> blue shirt, and the yellow pants. And, um, you know, he, uh, if, if anybody remembers Corky the Clown, it kind of is really hey, close to that. You can't play a player. But, uh you know, he had fun, so, even if his swing was a little, um, not necessarily in the fairway all the time, but no, we had a so, good time. We had a good time. So when I, I mentioned earlier about you being here at Highland Lodge, just to bring it back into information for listeners here, who's your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero? Yeah. Uh, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger? Man. I'm dating a, myself. That's, a, that's pretty awesome. There you go. Who <laughs> was that masked man? Well, and uh, yeah. so um, if you it, look on Facebook, it says the Daleks, but you know, that's really more of a negative statement than anything. Else. Okay, okay. <laughs> what inspires you? Um, I, I, um, silver bullets being challenged, silver bullets, yeah, okay. you know, that it keeps those uh, werewolves away, yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, being uh, engaged uh uh being active uh do, doing things um you know the, the seeing guys get together and and making something to happen um you know it's not uh you know i've been involved at the lodge for you know since 2007 and uh i'm i'm no expert in masonry by any means uh, i have a number of people testify to that but uh, I, I do enjoy it, and uh, you know, 
my, my career as a financial officer has been good at organizing and helping to develop plans and that kind of thing. So laying some of those things out for people who don't have those skill sets. And that, that for me is, is fine because, you know, it's uh, not anything that technical. It's just something that is not, you know, people aren't trained to do it. And, uh, you know, that's, that would be it, the challenge of that. And uh, it was nice to uh, bring those groups together, but uh, at the same time, there, there have been other areas in town where, uh, you know, people have needed help and just stepping up to be helpful. You know, that's nice. a good thing, good thing. So what is, just to kind of close out here on um, your wisdom here, Dave. So <laughs> you're truly is, desperate, Chris. What, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I try, you know, I, I paid them $5 to be here. Yeah. So what's, pe- what, what's one piece of advice you could offer our listeners? Be engaged. Just be engaged. Yeah, I would say there's, uh, we, we have too many opportunities around town and, I, and, I, and, and all of them are positive. All of them are good activities or places to go. Um, you know, some all these volunteer organizations, the Rotary, the Lions, the Kiwanis, the uh, Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, uh, church groups, all of these activities. When you get engaged, you have a little work, work hard, play hard. But then you start to find something really interesting happen. You really start enjoying what you're doing. And, and the enjoyment, even if you're working and helping someone who's in a, in a, in a negative situation, you know, there are folks that, uh, in the shrine that drive children to the hospital because their families can't do it. Okay, so that's a necessary thing that needs to happen. We have needs throughout our community, but those needs, we, we need to look at the flip side of the coin to say, how can we fill that gap? And I think that would be a single largest challenge for everyone around here that you should be engaged in something. And uh, you'll you'll find that the rewards will be very beneficial. Yep. I agree. Well, thank you, David. Cool, thank you, Chris, appreciate Good. it. No, remember, be part of bigger, uh, be part of something bigger than yourself, right? Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. thank you for being here. Thank you. Take care, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.